I say be happy with what you got. You be happy. Me, I want what's coming to me. Oh, well, what's coming to you, Tom? The world she's coming to. Can it be it? Are you on the path then you found the right show? show. Are you the spiral or the zero? The Z in and out of time, you can call me hero. In the distant future, I can see the hero. Hero. I give this foresight, love sharing insights, stimulating thoughts about life. About life. Using metaphors, are we living in the night? Exposing the dark, I bring awareness to the light. The light is spark. Spark. Call you Creature K? Yeah. All right, Creature yep. K. Where do you get that name from, man? Um, kind of passed down to me. Um, I took a closer uh, look at it. I didn't really take it on at first, and I seen the kind of the symmetrical significance of it, and you know, just just the philosophical uh, kind of idea that uh, the human creature is the most uh, superior. Uh, creature on the planet, you know, the, the human creature. And, you know, I'm a beat maker, a reverse engineer, melody creator, and uh, keyboardist. Um, and I, um, I just, you know, I just, I've always had like a spiritual side to myself and being kind of like an empath, intro, extrovert, you know. And just kind of operating a home business through selling music and creating what, you know, people from all walks of life. Okay. So you said um, you make beats and stuff. So what kind of music do you make? Um, right now, you know, I try to heavily stick, well, for years, you know, I stuck to trends that were popular, whether that be trap music, R&B, hip hop, pop in general, like. Uh, some Miley Cyrus, Katy Perry kind of pop, EDM, different stuff to keep me interested, you know, and inspired by different palettes of sound and uh, stuff like Afrobeat or dancehall, you know, like different types of uh, music that just keeps inspiring me. And it's just, I keep adding to my uh, catalog. Okay. Now you say you started off doing stuff that was with the trends and stuff. So you've been doing this for a while now. So I'm taking that you started finding your own style. Yeah, most definitely, which happens to be a mainstream style, which is going to be on along the lines of like a trap style, you know? Okay. Now, you also said something about being a spiritual person, so do your music reflect that? Um, I mean, you know, Playboy Cardi's new album is called Die Lit, you know what I'm saying? It's a kind of a lifestyle trend to be wavy and to really have the sauce, you know, and, and be a gatekeeper and develop music that big multinational like Forbes companies will invest in you and throw you 360 deals. And the artist is like a, its own corporate brand. And, um, you know, I just, uh, over the years, I just really studied and took notes and just was studious to a lot of the information that I discovered on the internet. Um, I never really wanted to speculate. I never really wanted to speculate on things. I wanted to kind of figure out the origins of where things come from, kind of like why Jay-Z wore, why Jay-Z wore that thou shall wilt sweater and stuff like that. Uh -huh. So in pop culture, there's like a trend to, you know, have like an enlightening 
protagonist sort of role, kind of similar to Tupac's role. And a lot of people kind of like portray it, you know, in their own way. And okay. um, consciousness is a big topic, you know, in my life and the way I conduct myself and the lasting impressions, you know, gotcha, gotcha. that I leave. So question, you say something about Jay-Z. And um, yeah. I want you said something about the do that do what thou wilt. So what did you so when you found when you looked into that, what did you find out about that? Well, I found a lot of YouTubers and a lot of YouTube channels and just kind of created accounts that hosted all kind of videos that spoke on the subject of the royal uh celebrity type artists, you know, uh that have major record deals and you know, they're part of big labels and they publish a lot of music, they have kind of an inner circle and whatnot. And um, I started to notice that that was a big trendy topic and it got a lot of views, you know, there was a lot of like, a lot of traffic to these quote unquote expose, you know, Kanye exposed, uh, Timbaland exposed, you know, like different exposes on these big figureheads, you know, and their involvement with, just a higher bracket income and whatnot. Um, like, I've always kind of aligned myself with, you know, the people around me that I, you know, first started with, you know. And, you know, I naturally woke up, is what they refer to it as, in a lot of spiritual circles. You wake up to your place in the world and, you know, who you will become and kind of, you know, the handful of decisions and paths that come along with, you know, the, the choices that the struggle could put you through. Um, you know, I mean, you could start slanging on the corner and whatnot and projecting that kind of life for yourself. And unknowingly, you know, you're putting a lot of people at risk, but it's up for your, uh, to get out of the hood, you know? Yeah. Well, I was actually about the Jay-Z do what thou wilt because, um, <clears throat> That has a lot to do with Alistair Crowley. Right. To do with that whip part is. And um, yeah. I can give you a little resource that you could probably listen to. There would probably it's a guy who who talks about that. His name is uh, The Real Macaba on YouTube. And uh -huh. um, but he talks about that, you know, how the, the celebrities and all of them are all connected with the um Alistair Crowley uh -huh. do what thou wilt. That that's what that saying is all coming from, um Alistair Crowley and all that. But anyway, just a little plug mm -hmm. for you. And then you said something yeah. about Tupac. And uh, yeah, well, well to speak on, well to speak on like Aleister Crowley, you know the the character that was in the Beatles album cover, um, the you know the most uh, evilest man in the world is what they refer to, bro. Even saying his name is like a real uh, you know negative frequency that goes with it. You know, um, he's world renowned and kind of like praised in a lot of these inner circles of uh brotherhoods and fraternal orders you know vibration yeah i know you're saying his, his vibration yeah but yeah definitely like negativity is negativity people a lot of people try to say yeah. try to stick away from negativity but i would say yeah. this if you have light within you negativity cannot really exist around you unless you right. allow unless you start to dim your light negativity is like darkness and your light is like a candle and no matter how much mm -hmm. darkness is around that candle is going to always shine it's not until it's dimmed out or towards, until it's out. So yeah. So when you say there's this weird cliche where where people believe that if you read Aleister Crowley's work, you're automatically labeled an occultist or a satanist. 
And you could just be studying the, the information and take a look into it yourself. And people could label you like, hey, you're a goth kid or a weirdo or something. But in a lot of truth, you know, people take looks into different ideologies, you know, and, and they study the Bible and, you know, they study uh, different ancient texts. It doesn't necessarily mean they're a follower of it, but they they discover things, you know. Exactly. It's called, it's called doing your due diligence. It's basically what it is. Totally. You know, and so anyone who you can't if you're going to fight someone like if you if you're a wrestler, I'm a, I used to wrestle in high school. Right. So oh, okay. playing yeah. football, even we play football in school. You don't mm. you don't go to practice and just practice your moves or your your routes or your 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 reps. You actually practice. I'm gonna feel your stuff, but you actually got to go watch films on the other team, right? Exactly. <laughs> wrestle, exactly. You have to take. You have to watch. You have to act. When you're at the wrestling tournaments, if you're going to finals, you don't just you don't just do your tournaments and wrestle and then just go sit down and eat. You know, try to gain some weight. No, you watch the person who you're gonna have to wrestle in finals, so you can see some of their weaknesses and their tendencies. And that's the same thing when it comes to what you're talking about studying people like him, because the people who the people who know about Alistair Crowley and, and the stuff like that. They also know how yeah. the world is manipulated through um, subliminal messaging and images and yeah. symbols. So I mean, so these are tools that are used against, these are psychological tools that are used against the people who don't know anything about it. It's sort of like the, the Betty Crocker story when uh, they first came out, they didn't want to, they couldn't sell instant cakes because back then women felt like, you know, they wouldn't give love to their, they wouldn't put love into cooking because they didn't, they didn't go to work the men went to work, right? So yep. they felt like they didn't yep. buy these cakes because it was instant cake and they felt guilty. And, that, and so what, the, what Betty Crocker basically did was, you know, they basically added, added one ingredient, which was the egg, which represents fertility, right? So they, you put the egg in there, and it's like, it's like you're putting love in this cake. And they, they started buying it, not knowing psychologically, not knowing why they was buying it. It was just it was a tool to use against you. So that's the reason why a lot of these people who are in the in the upper brackets follow stuff like that, or not even follow, but at least have knowledge of stuff like that so they can use it to get to where they want to get to. And then people who are into spiritual programs are called that rich craft or, you know, something like that because they're using, they're using or doing certain things they don't have awareness about. But I would have to counter that and say, back yeah. in the old days, if you was watching TV today, you would be considered doing rich craft. <laughs> right right yeah no so yeah and a lot of the origins and a lot of the origins to the technology had origins with paranormal uh you know psychological uh experimentations with uh pr projections and the cavalry tube and the you know projecting the iron cross being the first image being projected and you know just the heavy symbolism like you were speaking on like we live in a symbol you know infested world you have to become symbol literate in order to like discern certain things and you know i always questioned you know why people wanted to talk about you know a deeper higher level of thought when all we do is get ridiculed look like the crazy uncle you know of the family and stuff like that um but um but i i've definitely connected with people that have you know built a foundation for themselves and got a good grasp of you know how the world operates and at a certain point in the occult like teachings and whatnot they teach you like that the universe kind of like is working in accordance and it's fate if some people get you know die or if they you know if they don't do for self and whatnot and it is kind of like a a hardcore like it, you got to be like a discipline you know uh student you know and and 
learn the lessons and, you know, from the Eastern philosophy to the different branches, you know, from the Middle East to China to uh, India. Um, there's so much uh, that people are exposed to now with the increase of information, like what uh, Robert Anton Wilson would talk about, the, you know, what I mean, the jump in Jesus effect, how the information doubles after so many years. Um, according to a calculation that kind of developed. And this was a guy that wrote a book series called Illuminatus where he like created like sarcastic like uh, satire around the powers that be and took that in a literary path and authored all kinds of books that developed a counterculture back in the 1960s, you know, when people were on this LSD and trying to find breakthroughs and discover things through the chemical substances, you know, and... Oh. With that came the occultist, bro. And with that came the rituals of music and having people gather, you know, under a flagpole and all that kind of stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. That was a lot of information, man. I appreciate that, Sharon. Uh, you shared, like, the Iron the iron Cross. Never heard that term before. I might look into that. Uh, but before we get off it, because the time is running up short, so I want to ask, uh, I do have a, I do have something, um, some content yeah. created on my, on my platform, eternalmortal.com, that talks about um, how we are programmed like computers and how we can break out of certain systems because before you were seven, everything that you do was already programmed on you. What you eat, what you think, how you, the yeah. language you speak, all of this was already how you acted in public. All this was programmed on you like a computer. Yeah. But you don't realize that you're not the program. You're the programmer, right? So definitely you realize that then you can start changing things in your life that no longer fit for you or no, more, no longer molded. But before we get off of here, um, yeah. uh, my, our creature, I want to ask you, uh, is there any way for people to get in contact with you? Uh, you could go to my Instagram and, you know, do uh, send me a DM, you know, a direct message. Uh, you can find me on uh, IG at um, CreatureK616. That's K-R-E-A-C-H-E-R-K-616. Um, I just kind of want to leave you with uh, just a kind of a, like a one-minute thought. Um, you know, you spoke about, you know, um, just – you know, the situation we're living in, young people are moving toward the music and we have the necessary tools to make change. But in order to make it in the industry, we have to play by the rules and create a certain type of music uh, and that's fashionable that people want to exchange and they want to share. And it just happens to be degenerate music and drug use, not drug selling culture. Uh, it's drug. It's about using the drugs and experiencing it. And even if you don't do the drugs, if you listen to the music, you'll feel like you're on the drugs. So I reverse engineer these hot trending um, tracks and these references because that's our advantage. We study the art that's already been created. And instead of sampling it, we create it the way that it's created. And technologically, I've seen youth, uh, you know, young kids start off making beats and created uh, successful lifestyles for themselves, but a lot of times it goes in a negative direction because they're influenced by the actual programming that you were speaking about um, from the birth, you know? Yeah. All right, we're going to have to wrap it up. we got 10 seconds left, so I want to say, if you want to wrap this up, man, if you want to ever reach back out to me, you can hit me up at internalmonarch at gmail.com, and we can set up a, you know an interview to go be up on the, on the show Ignite the Spark one day, man. Definitely, definitely. All right. Thanks, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. No problem. Appreciate you being on the show. Peace. Peace.
let you know that uh, you are tuned into Ignite the Spark, which is basically my show. It's not live, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I do a podcast show called Ignite the Spark. And uh, oh, awesome. I also create content on Instagram. And once I get done with this show in probably about a week or two, I'll probably, you know, add this to my website. So I just want to let you know that ahead of time. Oh, that's no problem. It's no problem. Uh, with that being said, man, are you a content creator or anything like that? You got people you want people to reach you out or reach out to you or anything? Uh, honestly, I'm just a new upcoming uh, podcaster, just trying to, you know, like get my name out there. You know, I'm building my podcast. My podcast actually, What's Your Story? I want to be like um, a podcast to be an outlet, like where people can just come and open up and just talk, you know. Ah, you sound like me, man. Man, you kind of have the same kind of uh, outlook. You know, I like to hear a lot of people's stories, too, and find out, you know, what's going on in their life. And then uh, wherever they are in life, I try to get them resources to help them get further. Uh, so yeah, we're exactly the same, you know. Like <laughs> my, much, man. So uh, how long you been? Uh, how long you been doing content? Uh, to uh, well, actually, like a week, but I've been streaming live for two days. Okay, okay. Well, shoot. I mean, we all got to start somewhere. I I've been doing this for a while too, but not. I like I said, I'm I'm about like you, same level. Yeah, ain't nothing special about me. Ain't got no no rewards. Ain't got no awards or rewards. Ain't got no. Uh, you know, no no accolades, nothing like that. I just do this because it's my passion. I like helping other people, you know. And so, you know, you ain't got to worry about, like, a lot of people hearing this or nothing like that. So, and also, um, I am a down-to-earth person, so I do curse and things of that nature. If you feel offended by that, I want to go ahead and let you know ahead of time, I'm not cursing at you. I'm just cursing. Oh, no, don't worry. Don't worry. People <laughs> actually say in my university, I curse a lot. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it's just that I'm back home, so. Back well, home it's censored. Where are you? Uh, where is you? What the hell was that? Where? Uh, where are you? Uh, podcasting from? Actually, from my house in Zimbabwe. I'm actually based in Canada. I'm university. I'm just back home for some break. Oh, so you're from Zimbabwe? Yeah. Okay. Okay, man. I've never been there before. Never been out the states, actually. So I wonder how that is. How is Zimbabwe? Ah, uh, dull. I actually can't wait to get back to university. I've got like a. Lady friend that's waiting for me. Back at the university? Yeah. And where is that at again? Canada. Canada. Okay. Okay. I, I bet you are trying to get back to your lady friend. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're actually like in a thing, but it's not official, but it's official between us two. Yeah. What, what do you mean by it's not official? You're talking about like marriage or something like that? No, like as in like, not many people know that we're dating, but... Oh, I got we you. know that you know, like we like each other. We're just waiting for our time to tell each other. It's it's ah. that type of situation, you know. Okay, well, you you know, you don't want to rush into things, but you also, you know, don't want to wait if you already know. Like you know, you're gonna cut the damn grass. Why well, wait next week to cut the grass? You already know you want to cut the shit, so cut it. You know. Yeah. So what yeah. what's causing you to uh? What's causing y'all? Because it's, it's a dual thing. So what's causing y'all to actually wait? Oh no, it's just people. People at the university talk a lot. Okay, but what they got to do with y'all life? No, the thing is, like, last time I was in the thing with a girl, it became, like, a scandal because we're a different race and just fucked up, so. Let me ask you this question, uh, Rodney. Let's say you got a paycheck. Your paycheck yeah. was $500. Okay, you got a paycheck $500 for one week. And, um, but you lived in the you lived in the hood, you know, you lived in the hood. They sell drugs and all that stuff. And you got paid today, and then tomorrow you you spent your money on a brand new TV. Well, because you live in 
because you live in the hood, people gonna say you're a drug addict. Oh, he spent the money on crack. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. it, now, how do you defend that? Do you have to go and defend that, or do you give a fuck about what they say about you buying crack when you know you bought the TV? No, no, it's not like that. It's just that her friend like liked me, and I didn't ah. like her. Ah. It's that type of situation. Yeah. <laughs> so hater. Hater. How I met how I met her. I went to pizza, like a pizza, like get together with her friends. She invited me. I didn't know her friend liked me, like until like she saw me and her like hitting it off. Then she's like, "I like you first. I was like, "Okay, like cool it, cool it." And then, so basically, like we just want to get around it until like we can just make it publicized, you know? Yeah, I got. It. Not talking about like kind Facebook of stuff. stuff. That's kind of a bad thing. I, that's a, I think is that. What do you think about that? Is that a woman thing? As far as how do you feel about that? Let me ask you this question. It's actually a people thing. Well, I don't know. I'm asking the question. Like, do you do you mind if your homie dated one of your ex girlfriends? No. Now that's why I'm saying it's a female thing. More females and... have issues with their friends dating their ex boyfriend than men have with than opposite, vice versa. And the funny thing is that one of my friends likes her, but she doesn't like him. Yeah. So okay. Well, she see how you. She should see how you feel. Yeah, no, no, she knows, she knows. We're actually talking, like, yesterday. I was like, I, want- I do like you. When I get back, I, I like, want to, like, get together more. Because we used to go, like, for pizza, like, we used to be, like, friends. Because I like to take it from friend's level and then yeah. to more than friends. Not just, like, diving into, like, the deep end. Yeah. Did that before once, twice, three times. Then they called me Mr. Steel Girl. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, man, you know what? At the end of the day, Rodney, man, the only person who sees you when you first wake up in the mirror is you. So, you know, a lot of people's opinions are just what they are, opinions. And no, because things... Did you value actually, them? It actually happened, like, before, but I didn't know she was dating, like, a guy. She acted single to me, so I was like, you act single to me, you single. Then the guy we fought, eventually he ended up on the floor. She was upset, but happy, because the guy was, like, abusive. Did you just tell me that when y'all were talking, she was talking to another guy? No, she was dating someone, but then she wanted to break it off, but didn't know how to say it. So she came to me, then I gave advice, and then we hit it off. She was like, you know, like my, she said my ex, but it wasn't her ex. You see now. <laughs> okay, well, how old are you, man? Uh, 20, going 21. Oh, okay, you, okay, you still, you got, shoot, at least 80 more years to go, man. Yeah. Yeah, okay, but, okay. So what are you going like, to college to do? Pardon? What are you going to college to do? Arts. I want to become a lawyer. Oh, you want to become a lawyer? Yeah. What kind of lawyer? Uh, criminal law. I want to see justice because I used to be bullied a lot in high school, so. Oh, yeah. How old are you? You said you're 20. You used to get bullied. What kind of bully? Fight bully or? Basically, it's like I used to be, I'm, I'm like quite a small dude. I'm only five foot, so. People used to pick on me on my height, my color, and all that stuff. Eventually, like, I went through my violent phase where I nearly killed someone for insulting a dead relative was close to me. So, stop being violent. Then I became the king of roasts. The king of what? Of roasts. What's that? Like, basically insulting people. Is is holding people? Insulting people, basically, like. I would if you picked on me, I'd insult you. Like oh, someone called me I short, you, I'm like, I'm like, at least my mirror didn't follow the shame or against me. You know, I bet you your mama slapped you and said you're a doctor when you were born and stuff like that. 
So there was it was, was that like your defense mechanism? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm, it, I'm not too much tall. I don't know how tall you are now, but I'm only five seven, five six and a half somewhere in there. And um, I was short. My I've been short. I was always short too, you know. But you know, one thing I I did know and I made my mind up really quick about was I was not going to be bullied. And the reason why I said that is because when I was in going from elementary school into the sixth grade. They were like, oh yeah, when you go when you turn a freshman, they gonna they gonna do this to you, they're gonna do that to you. So they had all these stories about what happens to you when you get to middle school and you're the freshman yeah. down there, right? And so yeah. I remember the first time I remember the first time it happened where someone I was I was actually not being bullied, like personally bullied, but I was going to the I was in the lunch line trying to, you know, get in line to eat lunch. And it was like maybe I guess they were like maybe sophomore, juniors or seniors. I don't know, they was in a great time for me. But they tried to cut in front of me, man. Like, you know, they basically, like, you know, because I'm a freshman, they had the right to get in front of me. And yeah, so, I get you, you know, I get you. yeah. So, what my, well, my, my tactic was, I didn't say nothing to them. I just got in front of the person who was in front of, like, if they got in front of me by cutting in front of someone else, I would just get in front of the person who let them cut. You know what I mean? And they, if they would, yeah. and that would, if they would have said something, would have been a problem. But basically, I guess why I never I always had a mindset, like, you know, I'm not going to allow someone to bully me. And yeah. um, and so it never happened, not really like that, you know. But your height, man, your height is a blessing and a curse, right? I mean, I, yeah. I'm, like I said, we short, so <laughs> no, because things like it's like, like as well, like short people, like we don't age. Yeah, we don't age that much, that quick. So the, the the thing is like, there's this girl who was like a year younger than me who looked like she was way older because she was like hot. So like we were like hanging out a lot. So people were like, are you guys dating? I'm like, no. So one time she called, they called us on dinner, this one guy that tried to piss me off a lot, say, oh yeah, you guys, are you on a date? And I said, yes, we are. He's like, but don't you have a boyfriend? Like, she said, I broke it off for him. I was, and then that's when people all over said, this guy's Mr. Steal Your Girl. Just because huh. I'm, I'm, I'm a musician. Huh, well. Mr. Steal Your Girl. <laughs> like, like I sing, I rap, and like I'm, I'm basically I'm a smooth talker. I got you. I got you. Yeah. I was nicknamed um little um like little little Shakespeare. Little Shakespeare. Yeah. Hey man. Nickname. Okay. What kind of music do you make? Um, hip hop, R and B. What kind of hip hop? Trap music, conscious music. What kind of uh, conscious music? But basically, like whatever I'm feeling, I put in my music. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Well, do you uh, do you have? Are you promoting that anywhere? Yeah, I've got a SoundCloud, but the SoundCloud isn't actually my latest music. I haven't posted the latest music in a while. I was actually going to drop a song, like, tomorrow. It's called Real Talk. Real it Talk. Because one of my homies is having a problem, like, with their with their parents. So I'll just be like, you know, like, Real Talk, honestly, like, later on, like, you're not going to be there. So why would you care? Like, if you're going to bring her down, you you brought her to earth. Doesn't mean you can take her away. At the end of the day, it's it's her life. It's what she says. If she wants to do this, do that. She makes a mistake. Honestly, don't hesitate to correct it. Don't bring it back down. Because just know you won't be around when she's up in the sky. And basically, like, that's so far what I got. Okay, okay. Now, where do you... Now, you say you don't have any recent music. Uh, what do you... Or are you going to be changing where you put your music at now? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. Like... Right now, it's like I'm like at my like, like uh, like brain freeze moment. Like you know, when artists like are stuck at a point, 
Yeah, I know how that is. I'm not really a, what you would call a rapper. I kind of make music. I kind of just, I like to write a lot. But I also yeah. like to make beats and things of that nature, too. So I kind of, I have a lot of different type of hobbies and talents I enjoy really doing. And so I try to combine them all together. And so yeah. podcasting is part of it, making article, blog posts, making music like you. I make conscious music. I don't really, like I said, I'm, I, I don't really have any, um, I guess I, I don't have any, I'm not, I'm, I'm not following anyone else's path. So my stuff is kind of original. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's so like, it's like there, how I went into music. What you normally hear. How I went to, to music, a girl broke my heart. So I wrote a song because I was listening to Shalom Shady. This was like my second year of middle school. She was using me to get to my friend. So I wrote a song called Nessie Bitch. And then I messed my friend up. And people <laughs> liked it. And basically my artist name is False Identity because people like to portray me as something I'm not. Yeah. That's your artist name? Yeah. Okay. False Identity? Yeah. Is that all one word or two words? Two words. Okay, and is it spelled just like it sound, or is it spelled differently? No, it's spelled just like it sound. Okay, and that's on SoundCloud. Yeah. Okay, I will check you out, man. I check you out. And basically, it's like one of the tracks I'm working on now is that you know, if you don't know the real me, don't judge me. Basically, it's called "Don't Judge Me." Yeah. I'm actually probably gonna drop it like sometime like mid this week, and like it's gonna be targeted to some people, and they know they're gonna know. They're not going to be mentioned, but they're going to know. The, <laughs> yeah, album, know the, album, the album is called They're Not Ready. They're Not Ready. Now, what program are you are you using to uh, make your music? I'm using Rap Chat, and also I'm also called, um, I make beats on GarageBand as well. Yeah, I got GarageBand too. Okay. Okay. Man. Okay, well, nice talking to you, Rodney. Man, we kind of run up short. Uh, got one minute left on the show. And I just want to say, before I get off, I really enjoyed talking to you today. And yeah. um, I'm definitely going to check out your music because I like to hear conscious music anyway. So I definitely want to check your music out. I'll leave a yeah. note or something so you know I'll come by and you'll see it coming from Internal Monarch. Yeah, I hope we link up again, honestly. I love yeah, stuff no too. Uh, you check me out. Like I said, you can go back and listen to this again maybe and you can check out my social media and, and we can link up that way. And then we can sure. make everything happen from there, man. Yeah, yeah. Even I'd be on Snapchat. It's Rodney underscore TAV04. I appreciate you. I don't got Snapchat though. I, I might have to get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it. It's dope. It's dope. I appreciate you, man. Take it easy. This is. All right. I said. Are you there? Mic check. You put yourself on mute. Rono. Mic check. Mic check. No, he's my, I think he got headphones. So I can hear him chopping up, but it's not coming through right now. I'm going to give him some more time to fix his mic. Yo. Hey, there you coming through. It get, oh, it must be my internet. I'm sorry. Oh, man. You got to apologize to me. I know how it is. It ain't your fault, they raggedy. <laughs> Amen to that shit. Man. So I was asking you before your mic had went out on you, uh, did you name this topic? Nah, just anything pops to mind, man. I normally don't have a particular topic. I just go with it. Okay, okay. Well, uh, my name is Jay Sparks. I be doing podcasts, Nike Sparks, and uh, I post them up on internalmonarch.com. 
So I want to go ahead and let you know that before we start. That way, you know, you know that this might be posted up on my website eventually. Uh, that's fine with me. That's even better. Like, it's still, you know what I mean? Something, I don't know. I like people's ideas. It's just something I need to try, I guess. Hey, I got you. I, I'm a, I, I like the ideas, too. I like to hear what people think about, you know, and I don't really like to know about what they were taught. I like to know about what they learned. So, you know, that's my that's my take on on life. You know, don't tell me what you were taught from someone. Tell me tell me what you've learned through experiences and, you know, and things like that. So with that being this case, what has life taught you, man? Mike, check. Mike, check. From right now, I just Hold on a second. Hold on. I won't, I'll let you know when you come in and clear. You're, you're still uh, fading in and out. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. I can hear you clear. Yep. I said, I was saying that life is still basically teaching me. I haven't fully learned a lot what I should have. You know what I mean? Through my experience, I'm learning what I can learn and compared to what I can't learn right now. Still a little debate and battles in between. I got you. So before we even get started all the way together, uh, I will always, always say that, you know, you're gonna as long as you're breathing, you're going to be learning. Life's going to be teaching you. But with that being the case, how old are you right now? I'm 27. Okay, okay. Well, I'm 37, so I got 10 years on you. But, uh, you know, it's just one generation. That's about it. So I watched the Jetsons. You watched uh, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, man, I'm just messing with you, man. I want you to know also that I do curse, so don't feel like you got to, like, watch your language and nothing like that. You know, I'm I'm definitely down to earth. And uh, so, you know, be yourself and just, you know, we're just going to be kicking in Chuck and, and uh, talking, man. Look, I appreciate that. This is just, like I said, this is just something, basically a mind-free thing, just getting out there, you know, because I figured that life itself has many questions, but I know answer because no one really wants to speak upon, no matter what the situation is, but nobody really speaks upon it a lot. Okay, and what what topics people are 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 dodging? I mean, personally, ourselves is the biggest thing that we dodge in life, anyways. Before we dodge someone else. Hold <laughs> on, I, I didn't. I kind of, I kind of. You said it first part. I didn't catch the first part. I said we dodge ourselves first before we dodge anything else. Wow, I like that, and that's so true. We we do dodge ourselves. I was just talking to someone just a minute ago, and they were dodging themselves. They know exactly what they you know what they want to do, but there are certain things about them that they don't want to change, so they can't get to what they want to get to. So yeah, we we are always our biggest critic and also the biggest wall, our own biggest wall to get over. Amen, and I definitely agree with that. But that's. Still to me, that's something that we're more taught to do before we are actually take that into actions. I agree with that too. I, you know, if you think about it, you're you're taught, you're taught to always. What I tell people, here's a truth that I say: one, well, two truths. One truth is, 
humanity are a bunch of kids. That's one truth. Why do I say this is a truth? Because as a kid, you have to ask your parent for permission to do things, right? Well, when you say you're grown, then that would mean you don't ask anyone to be to for permission to do things. But because there are certain aka laws, which I call statues, because a law can't be broken by anyone, a statue has loopholes. So we have statues and not laws. But because of this, people people get around certain things and and we just we just ask permission. We ask permission for everything which means you are still basically a child in a certain way. You can't travel without asking permission. You don't ask your, when you're grown, you don't ask your mom, can you go to the store or to the club? But you do have to ask your parent, big brother, can I go to this country or that country? That's one truth. The other truth is we are also all insane to a degree because we are only species on the planet to eat food that we know kills us. <laughs> so anybody who's eaten to kill themselves has to be somewhere semi-insane. Definitely agree. Like, yes, our, ourselves to kill ourselves for food or the sacrifice of the, the taste behind it because of grandma's good special pee or whatever the case may be. I definitely agree with that. <laughs> like, it's insane. It is definitely insane. It breaks us down because it's still in my eyes is a racist thing because it only attacks certain people in that category though well it, uh, the diet the certain certain diets attack certain people in certain categories but the actual lifestyle can actually be affected by anyone there are certain things that certain nationalities can be more affected by than others just like certain nationalities can also be affected by the same so there are certain different there are certain different things that genetics do kind of favor or not favor. But at the end of the day, like you said, going back to what you were saying, you are taught uh, how to be basically to follow these these systems to feel like you're part of it because they, that's all it really is a system or a set of beliefs. You believe that you have you you eat meat because. You, it's always been that way. Everybody in your family eat meat, so that's why you eat meat. You don't even. Some people have never even questioned why they even eat meat. <laughs> you know, some people never even questioned why they are they have the belief they have. It's just everyone around them have it, so they why question it? And that's a that's a program. But that program, if you try to rebel against that program, it brings about what we call emotional blackmail. And that emotional blackmail will make you feel like you're guilty for wanting to change all because you found out a little bit of truth, a little bit of truth that someone around you might not have, but you know it now and you want to live that truth, but it's going to make you, it's going to alienate you from other people that you might value or love. And so you now have to live, you have to make, you have, that's when you start living that double life or you kind of start wing yourself out away from there that people and start building yourself a new circle what do you think my opinion honestly like how i've been looking at it like since i found out i've been wanting to stop but i know i can't but for the fact that in the deep down sometimes i think about maybe 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 if there was a way to stop chemicals being exactly processed into the food then maybe like we can be able to switch upon the health of it. Like it won't be as bad. 
you know, like chemicals is getting put into it. We can stop chemicals being into it and actually eating it for what it is. Then we're in so many ways dying basically natural than by human cause, man. Yeah. Yeah. But in order to in order to stop the chemicals from being put in there, you actually have to it, to really boil down to the root of it without getting into all the politics and all of that. The really only reason why all this stuff takes place is because of participation. Yes. So, and when I was when I was on the quest to figure out some of these same same questions we're talking about, figuring out like asking myself why do why do humanity do these things? Why do we ignore certain things in our life that we complain about all the time? But why don't we, why don't we do anything about it? And you know, just get down to the root cause. And one thing I came down to was corruption. That was the one word it all came down to. But then I asked why why ignore corruption? And the answer I kind of came up to was it's because we all corrupted in some kind of way. We all drink that Sprite that's not really good for us. We all smoke that cigarette that's not good for our lungs. We all eat that piece of steak that's not good for our, our body if we overdo it. We all, you know, breathe, you know, drink the water with the fluoride in it. You know, it's like it's like we all are corrupted in some kind of way. We all have our, our desires too. We all watch, you know, we all might uh, be lazy and get overweight instead of you know, uh, and, and decide to watch TV instead of exercising. So we all have our vices, and from what whether it might, what it, what it, video games, watch TV, you know, hanging out too much, whatever it might be. And in order to really fix corruption, we have to fix our own corruption first before we can actually point out the corruption that's in the government or in the world or within or someone else. And really. It boils down to: Do we want to? Do we want to change ourselves? Do we want to better ourselves? And a lot of people don't really want to better themselves. A lot of people like to stay where they are, and so corruption will always kind of be around until we actually start working on ourselves and trying to get rid of our own inner corruptions first, and then we can purge the, you know, the putting the, the chemicals in the meats and all the other stuff because now we have enough inner knowledge and enough inner integrity, basically to want to have a better lifestyle. Agree. Self-made, trying to build is one challenge that we have to face in this life, no matter what. It's a hard and dependable life to go upon, though, because we're based on trust in one another's, but that's a big joke and failure in between all that. So, but I definitely agree that if we do go out and try to take upon that, we should take steps. But when you let an ego and a pride go together, what do you get? Mostly disaster. Like they gave us a word that officially let us know, even if you go to the, the spiritual world, like God or whatever, he says you have self-will. Just knowing that we have a will of our own power just to be in control instead of, you know, blocking that out like, no, God. You know, never letting us know that we had that control. That's I think where we failed that. Like once we knew as humans, we were taught that control is in our hands, but really not in our hands. We rather watch disaster than watch success. It's easier. Like it's each and one of us that have a power or something that we don't have a power of. 
Well, we do have the we have the power to control. Not really. That's a that's an illusion right there. Control is an illusion, but we do have the ability to, unless we don't have control of our own minds, we have the ability to control how we behave or how we act or how we think um, or treat each other. And that in itself is not really hard to do. It's really just the will of do you really want to do that or not? Do you want to be an asshole or do you not want to be an asshole? It's not that hard of a decision to make unless you're carrying around a bunch of anchors, which is old pains and old hurts or old programs that someone else put on to you to hate for a reason, one reason or another. You might have had bad experience, but that's where love comes in or forgiveness, which is pretty much a part of love. So, you know, at the end of the day, why why can't people find love in their hearts? Now that you close it out, you can close it out. Well, I feel like this. We can find love in our hearts, but mostly, man, you have to really dig deeper than that. Like, what's going upon here is deeper than just a conversation. You know, the world is more spiritual, deeply depressed, going down than you can ever even imagine. It's it's hard to explain, but you definitely got to live for the moment, the second, the hour, however you choose for the right reason, though. All right, there we have it, Ron. I appreciate you, man. You can check me out at Internal Monarch. Check out this podcast when we come out uh, sometime next week, man. Well, we already out now, but this episode right here, man. But appreciate you coming through. All right. All right, man. Well, talk to me about life and culture. I'm going to ask you the same thing. So we're going to be talking about life and culture. What What aspects of life and culture do you want to kind of dabbled in today man i was uh, to be honest man i really wanted to hear what you had to say i'll chip in i okay, want well, to you give me you give me you give me a direction to go i mean because life and culture is such a broad topic right so you you yeah. tell me what's on your tell, mind tell, 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 tell me tell me about your life and then tell me about your involvement in 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 the culture that you involve yourself in tell me about my life gosh man it's like Almost going to an interview and saying, "Tell me about you." Okay, well, um, um, my name is Jeffrey. That's that's that part. I was born in Indianapolis, but I've been migrating south since I was born. I come from a family that uh, they had money, you know what I mean. So we didn't really, really hurt for money like that. Okay, the rich family not like that, but we have money. So I yep. come from a family who has money, and uh, or had money or whatever, and. But they, what that comes with money comes with when you have money, you don't really have time for some people, right? So uh-huh. sometimes people think that uh, money can replace time, right? Uh, yep, yep. But that's part of my, my experience. Uh, I come from a family who adopted. I have 16 adopted family members in my family. My grandma oh, was raised over. Oh, man. Yeah, right? Uh, 16? Okay. Yeah, we got 16 family members. Uh, my grandma was raised. Well, she adopted. Herself adopted uh, six of them, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but she actually did open the home up to over sixty foster children. Holy so mo- and she also had a daycare my whole existence. I'm thirty seven years old, so she's always helped children, right? And, grandma, uh, grandma, a lot of love, huh? Grandma, right, right. Grandma had a lot of love. A lot of love, man. A lot of love, and I, I tell her all the time, like Grandma, you don't know it, but you shaped my worldview. You know, by you helping so many people, uh, helping so many people who didn't have a home and helping and then also, you know, having the daycare and taking care of people, 
You show yeah. me that everyone in the world is family, first of all. And if you have the ability to help somebody, then to open your doors and help them out if you can do so, you know? So that's a little bit about me as far as yeah. – go ahead. No, go ahead, man. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, as far as the culture, you know, um, I'm a black guy, you know, African-American, African-American, whatever you want to name it. I will say, I'm, personally, I call myself earthling because that's what I am. There are no yeah, 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 yeah. on the planet, you know, except the imaginary ones that we uh, see on the map. So I was born on earth, so I call myself an earthling, you know, and uh, yeah. because of that, everyone is my family. And I might disagree with some of my family, just like I disagree with some of my immediate family. There are also extended families that I disagree with. Some of them have views that I don't agree with, just like people in my personal family have views I don't agree with, you know? So uh, I, I, I'm a kind of person who will accept your culture as long as it does not infringe on another person's free will, and it gives that person the free will um, to grow without someone trying to tell them, you know, well, you can't do that or how to do it. You know, as long as they're not hurting no one and they're trying to live their life in, to the fullest, then you let the person be. That's my belief in culture. Exactly, man. I feel I feel you there. I feel you there, Jeffrey. I feel you. Appreciate it. So what about you, Michael? What's your, uh, what's your life and culture about? My life? Well, I'm from northwest Wisconsin, man. A lot of trees here. A lot of trees, a <laughs> lot of lakes, you know. Gotcha. So a lot of nature. Um, I work at a bar and restaurant. You know, I, I do a lot of cooking. I do a lot of bartending. Uh, I talk to a lot of the people in my community. You know what I mean? I try to open up consciously people around me. You know, I try to help people. I try to talk them through situations in their life. I try to put smiles on their face. You know, I'm a husband. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a father. So, you know, I, I try to ride those waves and, and do the best that I can there. And like you, man, I'm an earthling, you know. <laughs> so so I, I'm here. I ain't trying to infringe on nobody uh, except myself. I'm always trying to, like, push myself, open my mind more, uh, learn more. You know, I, I'm a student, man. I'm a student of life. And I'm, I'm continually learning, continually, continually growing. And I love hearing about other people's experiences, man, because it opens me up to the world uh, of how it can be. And, like, that's how I'm involved in this culture. You know, I'm, I'm that new, next generation coming in, coming into uh, where the old baby boomers are leaving. You know, you and I are in the next generation stepping in to the plate. You know what I mean? And we're uh, going to make change. Okay. Uh, first of all, congratulations on being married and having your your, your wife yeah. and kids. Uh, and then, uh, how long have you been teaching? I I have I'm I don't know, man. My whole life, I guess. I guess as long as you connect with other people, you know, you're learning from them. You're teaching them. They're teaching you. So. Okay. Yeah, I do the same thing. Some of the stuff you say, like I've I've always I've always helped people as far as. Uh, like one thing about culture that I don't really subscribe to, I subscribe to because I have to, but I don't really have a solid belief in is the belief in um, money. I believe money is, I believe in money because I have to use money, but I believe money is also the thing that's in culture that disconnects the heart from the mind. And so, yeah. you know, so 
when it comes to life and culture, I believe that life could be a lot better if we learned how to, first of all, see each other as family, uh, and then also learn how to work as a family because you don't charge your mother, you know, to take out the trash, right? <laughs> like, you don't do that. So why would you charge your brother, your sister, your distant cousin the same thing? If we learn how to uh, use this planet right, then we wouldn't be so distracted. But life and culture, to me, I'm kind of might be distracting or varying from this, but life and culture, um, as at a current at its current state right now, could be improved a lot better if we did get rid of some of what you said, the baby boomers who are um, trying to shape the future that they're not going to be a part of, right? Absolutely, man, 100%. And, um, so, you know, I, I do what you do. I have uh, a, a website, a podcast, and, you know, and I, everything I do, my whole creative talents are used to bring awareness to certain truths and, you know, or to get people from sleeping, even though they know something's true. Some people know certain things are true and still ignore it, right? Absolutely. So, you know, that's 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 what it is with me when it comes to life and culture and things of that nature. I wish I wish we could I don't know. When it comes to life and culture, I ask you this question, Michael. When it comes to culture, why is it as a collective we um ignore truth? Why do we ignore truth? Yes. Because truth can set you free, man, and that's a scary thing to a lot of people uh, freeing themselves out of a construct uh, of their lives, you know what I mean? Freeing themselves out of that little box uh, that they exist within. That uh, When I was in college, man, I was in uh, so psychology or sociology, uh, one of those classes, and, and they had one of this really inspiring story that uh, was, was by Confucius, or not Confucius, was by uh, Socrates. And he told this story about how there was a man who lived in this this cave, right? And, yeah, but ain't that Plato? Ain't that Plato's cave? Okay, okay, it could have been Plato, man. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've been in the college scene. Gotcha. But uh, Plato, the man was living in this dark cave, man. And the only light it was peering through these was peering through this hole, man. And like his whole life, he was subdued in the darkness yeah you know what i mean and and he wouldn't even though it was open out out into the light like he wouldn't travel out into the light because it it was frightening to him like he was so against it like it pushed his whole mainframe um that he stayed in the darkness because that's what he knew and like i feel culturally a lot of people are like this like they like being stuck there because that's what they know that's the, what their whole lives are built around that's what uh that's that's what it is for them. They, exist, they exist within that bubble so truth truth in our culture is, is like this new new thing that's coming around and, and and people are resisting it you know and a lot of it is, is the older generation that it's like, holy moly, you know, what you've been doing this whole time has really been negatively affecting our culture, you know? And it's people that are going to stand up and raise awareness, raise the truth, raise the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, well, I'll, I'm going to add on to that and say that when it comes to truth, truth also comes with responsibility. You can't have truth without having responsibility. 
uh, that's one thing that comes when you find out truth, you then you become responsible for it. Like, let's say you were walking a a Christian, not Christian, a religious path, and you, you then you start walking a spiritual path and you come across certain truths, right? That's different from the religious path. Then you have to be responsible to make, now you're responsible to rather follow the new information you found or decline that. And the thing about the culture is a lot of people like to have, you know, like to be followed or like to be told what to do because if something goes wrong, they can blame it on the person who who's responsible, who's who's holding the authority. You see, in truth, that's what the quote the, the, the quote is. Uh, some people think authority is the truth when truth is authority, right? And I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I guess what I'm trying to say is you know we just don't want to be responsible for our own lives. It's easier to point the finger why something's not going right. And here, here's a big word, man. You know, here's the big word. It's called, it's called accountability. Yeah. And it's taking accountability for your actions, for your truths, for your everything that you put out there that affects the collective, man. Having accountability is huge, you know, because if shit goes wrong, there has to be accountability on some, some level. If it's not you, if it's not whatever organization, if it's not a business, if it's not a leader, there always needs to be accountability for, for your action. You know what I mean? Yeah. For every action, there's a reaction. You know, there has to be an accountability factor in that in case that it bounces back. Yeah, I agree with that. We run out of time, Michael. So before we get off here, I want to I want to say you you just now made a statement about the universal law. Um, every action has a reaction, and when it comes to life and culture, I believe that if we all kind of learn the universal laws or the hermetic principles—that's another word for them—that um, things will actually start balancing them things, them things themselves out. But before we get off of here, man, um, are there any way that people can get a hold to you? Like, do you have any social media sites or um, where people can see your content you're, you're pushing out? Man, honestly, you can just come find me on my podcast, Speak Your Truth, uh, and you could just reach out that way, or I got my email linked on there. Okay. So okay. I don't really do the social media front, you know, Facebook, Instagram. Gotcha. I disconnected I, I disconnect from all that. So I'm more of an audio person. I like, I like to speak. Me too. Me too. So, Okay. So, so I, I feel a lot stronger on this. So if people want to connect, they find me on this, man. Favor my podcast. All right. Speak your truth. And uh, you can find me at Internal Monarch. Um, that's my social media account all over the place. And my podcast is Ignite right. the Spark as well as my name on here. And, uh, man, I enjoy talking to you, Michael. And uh, maybe we can do this again sometime. Let's do it, man. Let's ignite the spark. I got you, and uh, I'm going to reach out to you on your show. I'm going to reach out to you and see if we can connect on my show one day and so we can just, you know, talk like that. Absolutely, man. Let's spread awareness. Bet. All right, Michael. I appreciate talking to you. You have a nice night. All right. You also. All right. Later. Later. shit red pill blue pill and today i had a conversation i was standing in walmart and it was a guy 
who was the line was long, so we had a long conversation. And at the right. end of the conversation, he told me he wanted to go to Australia. I said, for what? He said, uh, man, I like kang- I like kangaroos. He's a black guy. Uh, I like kangaroos. I'm like, okay. Well, why not go to Africa? You know, they got all kind of they got all the animals there. They got yeah. I think I want to go to uh, Africa too. I want to go to the no place of no nowhere. <laughs> you ever heard of that place? Like, nah, I ain't never heard of that place, man. Like, uh, that's the um, that's the place where they, you know, the last place they dropped off slavery. Like, oh, okay, I got you. I ain't no name of the place. Okay, I got you now. And I said, but I said, but why do you want to start in the middle of your history? He said, what? I said, why do you want to start when they were while people were enslaved instead of starting when they were kings and kings and queens? He said I was a fast talker. So the blue pill is. Some people are unaware that the black people's history didn't start with slavery. It started with kings and queens. So why do people hold on to so much pain about that story instead of just getting the strength and motivation you know what I, the beginning story? You know what I got? The red pill and the blue pill. Say that again? I say, you know what I got? Yeah, what up, Doug? What up, Doug? I'm live, man, on Anchor, man. I'm doing an interview right now. But yeah, the red pill is, man, you when we when, when you tuned in to the whole matrix of the Facebook shit and post selfies every day. And you know, a lot of people don't know the new addiction nowadays is 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 attention. That's the new addiction. Attention. Every bitch, everybody wants attention. Okay. You I can agree with my nigga, like everybody wants attention. And you know exactly, but new you know, attention is the new currency, though, right? Exactly, attention is the new currency, and you know you 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 can see, you know, like the science. I, I I respect Zuckerberg because Zuckerberg knew he did his research. You know, when I he was in school, like you know, he thought about it. Like you know what, everybody wants to be liked. Everybody wants to have you know be appreciated. And, Everybody wants to have a part of something. You feel what I'm saying? Hey, you know what I mean? Like, you got to think about that. So every day you get up, you see the, you know, everybody posting this, whether it's food, I, I, I cooking for my kids and all this extra shit, you know what I mean? Doing shit that don't even really matter. Nobody really fucking cares at the end of the day. Nobody gives a fuck. You feel me? Do you really agree with that? Or I, well, why would so many people look pill. at it? Why do so many people have these the blue, pill, the blue pill is the guy that goes to work every day you know he don't he don't give a fuck about none of that shit like he just wants to live his life you feel what i'm saying he don't care about the selfies you know he, that ain't that ain't his bread and butter he's not gonna get over and have coffee over facebook you know facebook is the new newspaper and everybody you know that we dealing with is new characters in this shit man it's a lot of different motherfucking characters that we dealing with yeah. I got you. you know, well, like, think about it. You feel what I'm saying? Like half of the niggas that like your post don't really like your post. They only like it because they want to fit in and be like, "Yeah, man, I like such and such post." Like they don't give a fuck about you, dude. For real. You feel what I'm saying? That's why I don't tune it. That's that's the red pill. Nobody gives a fuck, but everybody wants to act like they give a fuck. You know, I could get on there and post some fake news and be like, yeah, my dog died and be like, yeah, man, da 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 And motherfuckers would get on there like prayers and all this, all this other dumb <laughs> yeah. You feel me? Yeah, I feel you 100%, man. You feel me, my nigga? Like, come on, man.
we got to take the blue pill. Me and you, we got to take the blue pill. We got to be them niggas that's outside of the box. We're not thinking inside the box. You feel what I'm saying? Them niggas on the red pills, nigga, them, them niggas thinking inside the box. They posting selfies every day. They want niggas to look at my, they post, you know, selfie of their ass. They do all of this and all of that. Like, nigga, we ain't got to do that. You feel what so, I'm saying? So what do you think is the number one thing that keeps the black culture from coming together? And Because we always hear everybody saying, just put your money together and create your own shit. But I'm going to tell happens. you, my G, what keeps the black culture from coming together is an understanding of one another. We don't understand each other. You understand? L- l- listen to our music. We want to kill each other. Think about it, bro. That's but our that's, that's, asset that we have is our music. That's what intertwines us with each other. Man, our music. We can't get nowhere as long as we, nigga, as long as we saying, fuck that nigga, I'll kill that nigga. I don't give a fuck about that nigga. I'll fuck his bitch. As long as we saying them type of, we exerting that type of energy, my nigga, he not going to get nowhere, my nigga. But Dave, oh, wouldn't that wouldn't that go back to the red pill, or basically where you are? You, there's two different ways you can live life. I mean, there's different ways you can say you can be. You can say you're a follower or you're a leader. You can say you're the program right. or the program. Like that, I like that. You say, I like you know that. I mean, so there's different ways you can say the same exact thing. But at the end of the day, a lot of people. I, I have a website in turnermonarch.com, and on this, my my whole my whole agenda about pushing out content. It's basically let you know that, like what I just said, you either the program or the programmer. But you're not here to be the program. You're here to be the programmer. But if you don't know that, then you live the program that was put on you. Like, you know, you eat a certain diet because you, you know, that's where you was. That was where you was programmed. You you talk the language because that's where you was programmed. You t- you have your religion that you have because you're introduced to it. A lot of right. people don't really go outside of what they were introduced to originally because that comes with emotional blackmail. Exactly. Which was exactly. talking, which goes back to what you was talking about about wanting attention. Because if you are being programmed to have be a Christian, and then all of a sudden you just jump out and just be a spiritual person, or just become automatic atheist all the way reversed, then that's emotional blackmail. Now it's like, damn, do I follow my truth, or do I want to fit in and you know follow their truth? You know what it is, Rusty, though, the, the new wave is thinking for self. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Everybody, you have to think for self. Nobody's thinking for self. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's really putting in the effort. You know, everybody's waiting on that one guy to be like, yeah, you know, da 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 I want to be positive in my life. I'm going to start a diet. And niggas don't do that shit, man. 99% of the motherfuckers talk about they doing the shit and they shit ain't doing that, man. Half of the money motherfuckers posting is fake. The guns ain't real. You understand what I'm saying, bro? I'm, I, I'm telling you, I've done that. You understand what I'm saying? Got you. Like, so I, like, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, like, the perception, like, the perception of this whole social media shit is not what we want it to be. It's what, it's what you want it to be, bro. I'm going to take it all the way back to the classic, bro. Even before we had facial recognition and you had the friends and you can go through the album before a motherfucker, you know, a motherfucker send you a friend request. I go through the albums. I'm looking at your pictures. Even if I know you are your, you know, oh, I do. I want to see what type of lifestyle you live in. Even though that doesn't give me justification how you really living because half of that shit is fake anyway. But yeah. I'm going to look at it anyway because you spent your time to put your selfies on there. You put your best shit, whether it was choreographed, choreographed, you know, you had your 
your, you know, your, your, your fucking what you call them filters. Yeah. Like, bro, like, none of this shit is real. None of this shit is real, bro. You can you, you can go to the club right now in, in your best costume. And and an old lady hit me on game the other day, like, you know what? Most of these young niggas out here just wearing costumes. Every and you know, every weekend is Halloween for these niggas. They go out, get the best costume to impress the best bitch, and then at the end of the day, she wind up fucked up for 18 years with the nigga. You know what I'm saying? So Dave, why would people care about what other people care about so much? Is it I mean, I understand perception is perception is not really everything. That's, that's the illusion if perception is everything. It's the illusion. The, day, the, illusion the sad is, truth is the sad truth is that we live in a world that every you, the new addiction is like me. Somebody please like me. I know somebody that te- like puts his post and then he'll sit there and wait for the blings. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying, bro? Like they'll wait for that, and if they don't get that attention, it's like, oh man, fuck it. Their whole life is fucked up. Like, oh man, nah, fuck that, man. I'm gonna delete my whole Facebook shit and start a new. Cause ain't nobody like what you said on that one, nigga. You corny, obviously. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you gotta feel me, bro. Like, the new drug is likes. Everybody wants to be like. Everybody wants to be accepted. That's the new drug. It's not. It's not. You know what I mean, bro? But but would you not but would you not agree that uh, being that's what human is, is human humanity is all about is being connected to one another. I'm a, I'm, I'm gonna give it to Mark, you know, to Zucky Bart, man. He he made us all connected. But look at that phrase: "What's on your mind? What's on well, your mind?" Well, you know what? I'm gonna stop. I'm glad you said that in that phrase. I never heard that phrase. I never yeah. No attention, but check this out. Yeah. I'm gonna give you some insight about Zuckerberg too. He Talk also to hired. Talk he to also me. hired the number one uh, neurologist type of people uh, in the world to collect this data. Right. So. Right. He's collecting data on you, and then a lot of people don't even realize that AI is the next wave of the future. So I'm gonna give you an insight that might not happen. It might happen. It's just a, it's just a, let's just say a prediction, right? So yeah. since AI is the next wave of the world, we're gonna also have virtual reality, which is gonna bring what you call avatars into our lives, right? Exactly. So then you can go online with avatars. Now, since Mark Zuckerberg has the most data on the most on pretty much everybody, and he hired the number one people in the world. On collecting data, <laughs> he's gonna be hey, the man, number, he's gonna I, be the first person. I'm, I'm glad I'm talking to you, nigga. You, you got some comments. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's you gonna be the You feel me? Hey, Preach, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm gonna you, check this out. Here goes another. I'm gonna give you. We got we got a couple more minutes to check it out. But you ever? I'm gonna give you another. Oh, shit, I'm gonna just say it. Fuck it. Okay. Back when money was the new. Back when money was the real currency. There was a Great Depression. And all the money got pretty much taken away. Got exactly. wiped away, yeah. right? You study now. The data is the new currency. A lot of people don't. A lot of people are born into the internet world. They don't know the world without internet. They exactly. don't know it. You see what I mean? So that's the new currency. The next heist will be a data heist. All the internet just goes blank. Every data, all the data, all the data is gone. Whoever got the data is the most the most expensive person in the world. And not only that, but. What happens when they run out of data? I'm pretty sure Mark, you know, Zuckerberg had to sit there and think Ryan, about that. Like, what happens when we run out of data? What happens when we have a power outage and you know, the slickest I'm, niggas and the smartest niggas is some Russian kids. 
It'd be like five years old. Man, my shit. Right? Davo, I'm going to give you a guy to look up before we talk get off. Him, him, we got three minutes. His name is Ryan Kreiservik or some shit like that. Let me see if I got that. Yeah, it sounds oh, right. Where you put that paper at? It, it sounds right. Put it in here? You know, it's a, it's a guy. He's the, no, his name is uh, Ray. Ray. And his name, last name is K-Y-R-Z-U-E-I-L. This man is talking about how AI is going to know us better than we know ourselves because they, they're teaching these things, the algorithm, to, to pretty much collect all the data and all the search bars. But bar you know what? Oh, check this out. Check, check this it out, out, man. AI is not teaching us anything. We're teaching AI everything. Once we give them fa- Every time you go on Instagram, you're doing them little fucking... I tell everybody, every time you do them little flower heads and all that shit, that's giving motherfucker free access to you. They knowing your facial recognition. So when you, let's say you die, and they want to come up with some new, a new face, put your shit together and then have a new face on there, and then they put your kids on there, everything you post on there, now they got a whole new family that died and some makeshift shit they made up. You understand what I'm saying? That can explain Facebook asking for full portrait pictures. Hey, right. it put, put your whole Facebook, body picture here. Snapchat. <laughs> and, 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 and it's getting even more vulgar with this shit, bro. You feel me? With this anger shit, they want to hear our voice. You feel me? They want to see our voice. You, they want to see our face and they want to hear our voice. They want to recognize our... So think about how, you know what I mean, how many decibels uh, a scientist is in his room right now. He probably listened to us right now. Shit. You, heard, you heard of Sophia? Yeah. You heard of Sophia? The first citizen of AI, uh, Saudi Arabia, has uh, made an AI citizen. Her name is Sophia. You heard of her? No, I ain't never heard of her. Talk to yeah, me, she's bro. A, that's, that's what I'm talking about AI for, man. You need to check it out, man. You got one minute left. But, yeah, Sophia is the first Android or AI, the real AI, uh, that's a citizen. Saudi Arabia made him a citizen. Uh, you, right. could, might call it a, uh, you might want to call it a media ploy or some shit like that right. because he broke laws by not I even wearing stars and shit over the damn head. do that. I'm going to log in. I'm going to definitely do the research, bro. I appreciate you, man. No problem, man. I appreciate you tuning in, man. If you want to yeah. reach out, man, you can check me out at uh, Internal Martin. Hey, bro. We can chop it up anytime, man. Welcome to the Chop Shop, man. It, where can I find you at, though? Hey, man, I'm going to dive the coolest, man, at the Chop Shop, man. You you, 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 log, you log in right now. Favorite me, I'm going to favorite you, bro. Okay, the Chop Shop. You can check you out right now, homie. Appreciate you. Do it, boy. One. Bet. This is my life.